want to say thank you to Stephen Tashner, member of our communicator team, and say hello to you guys. You guys good today? Awesome. Well, hey, to introduce today's speaker, I just want to rewind a little bit over the last three weeks. We're in this series called Love Math 2.0. We've been going through this New Testament letter from the Apostle Paul called Ephesians, where he's writing to a, a church in the area of Ephesus and surrounding churches, this letter of what does it look like to be the, to be the church. And then in Ephesians chapter 5, he gets in this really like radical, world-rocking phrase. He says this, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And if you had first century ears, you would have heard this like, what? What? Like, you could have just heard the uproar coming from the Colosseum in, in Ephesus because that was so world-rocking. Why? Because the way that the world thought about submission, and frankly still today, is the big man's on top, the one with all the power, and, and dominates over the little man down below. It's the little man that always submits. And Paul says this just absolute crazy thing. He says, no, I call you to submit to one another. And who's the one another? Well, in that context, it was Jews and Gentiles, like the most hated kind of two groups. You know, they just, they, they, they absolutely were at enmity with one another. Males and females submit to one another. Rich and poor, the haves, the have-nots, this amazing, beautiful, hard, mysterious, and radical picture of mutual submission, but not just one to another. He brings it all together by saying, out of reverence for Christ. We do this out of reverence for Christ. And we're in this section of the letter where Paul starts to get really specific about particular roles within, at that time, within a household. And so we've been talking about husbands. We did that last week. Uh, and wives, we're going to do that today. Slaves and masters, we're going to do that over the next two, week, two weeks. Um, and fathers, actually, when's, when's that? June the 16th, Father's Day. We're going to talk about fathers and kids and in all these different ways that Paul is saying, here's what mutual submission looks like. Okay, and by the way, you might want to rewind, and if you weren't a part of this conversation, we've, we've kind of like very, hopefully, carefully and thoughtfully walked you through this so that we can bring it to this submission, um, summation, what does mutual submission look like in your life and my life? So last week, we looked at husbands and men in general in our most important relationships. For many of us, that means in our marriages, and I really tightened the screws on us dudes. And I, I finished with what I'm, I called this man assignment. Man assignment, which was, I want you to turn to the most important kind of woman in your life that could be your wife, turn to your wife and say, how can I most love and serve you? What does it look like to yield in this relationship to you. Guys, did you do it? How many of you did it? I heard one, one dude did it. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I did it. And I didn't know if it was going to be like a three or four hour conversation or something. I did it. And my wife said, I want you to get our girls to bed on time. I'm like, really? That's it? That's all I have to do? And then I just bolted because I didn't want the conversation. I didn't want her to tack on anything else from there. So today, today, uh, we're going to look at wives and, um, and don't you just think it would be wise of me to not be the one to talk to wives or women about submission? Would you agree? Yes. So I have invited up Sarah Haas to come on up and, um, and bring the message today. Let me tell you about Sarah. Sarah has been, and she and her, Matt, uh, her husband Matt, they're four kids. 
They have been Harlanders for 18 years. Sarah has served in leadership with women's ministry. She's been our service coordinator for the last two years. And we have just, come on over here, Sarah. We have just promoted her to be the creative arts director for our entire team, which means she's going to lead the team that puts on all of our services. She oversees all the services, and we could not be more thrilled to have you, Sarah, to bring your incredible gifts even your theater background from KU. True story. Right? And uh, your deep heart and your dry wit and your keen insight and all of those things to our team. So can you welcome Sarah to the stage, into this role? We have, we have a gift for you. What are you talking about? We have a gift. Sarah, you, um, you might know this about her. How many of you know, know and love Sarah? Yes. So you know that she fancies herself as like Xena, the warrior princess? True, right? So yes! we got you. We got you a sword. We want to knight you. We want to pray for you. And we want to say thank you for saying yes. Your deep yes. It is plastic, by the way. It is a plastic sword. I've uh, this so much. Yeah, we wrote on that. Serve God. Slay dragons. Do all the things. That's her favorite phrase. Do all the things. So let me pray for you. And then uh, this stage is yours. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just say thank you so much. Thank you for Sarah that you um, have written every day of her life in your book of life. Thank you that every hair on her head is numbered and thank you that it is red. <laughs> and God, we say thank you that um, you have been just burgeoning in her a call to step into this role of leadership. And we're so grateful for her deep yes to us as a team, to us as a staff, and to this moment to step into this passage and this call of yielding one to another. So we pray your Holy Spirit to empower, to give her peace, and to embolden. In Jesus' name, amen. Please welcome Sarah Thank Haas. Thank you. You guys, I got a sword. Thank you. Okay, I didn't know about the sword, and now I'm like really excited about the sword. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll compose myself. But you guys, I got a sword. Okay, anyway. Um, hi, Hartland. Um, I normally am in the booth uh, on a Sunday. Hi, booth. I love you guys. Uh, and so I normally get to see the backs of your heads. And so I'm incredibly pleased that you all have faces. <laughs> and they're lovely. Um, so yeah, I am talking about wives submitting to their husbands. What? Uh, when I called Matt to tell him, my husband Matt, um, when I called Matt to tell him that, I was like, hey, Dan, ask me to preach today, or talk, not really preach, uh, about wives submitting to their husbands. He literally laughed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, here's how bad it is. Um, in my very grown 21 years uh, when we got married, I tried to convince my grandfather, who was marrying us, to take submit out of the ceremony. Uh-huh. He was very wise and said no. Um, but man, I tried. So uh, I would like to spend our time today looking at mutual submission from a female perspective. Um, just the things that I have learned in 18 years of marriage and almost 40 years of being a female on this planet. And um, I would like to clarify by saying this. If you're in a relationship that is unsafe, that is not this talk. I'm not advocating that you stay there. So 
If you feel unsafe, we have a care and counseling hotline. You can call it at any time. They will connect you with people who can get you help. Okay, that's not, I'm not advocating you stay where you are if you are unsafe. Cool? Okay. So, submission is to put yourself under the authority of another. To yield to the other. And I don't know about you, but submission is hard for me. Uh, it takes vulnerability and a posture of turning toward the other person, which isn't easy, especially if you've been hurt, uh, if your trust has been broken, if you're incredibly stubborn. Um, and um, I don't think it's easy what Paul is asking us in this passage uh, that we've been camping out on. And just so we're reminded of where we are in Ephesians, we're going to read it. I'm going to read the message version. Um, sometimes different versions, um, I'll go to different versions of, of the text just to sort of see what God has for me. Sometimes a, a different word hits in a different way when you're in a different season. So that's why we have chosen the message today. So let's look at it. It is out of respect for Christ, be courteously reverent to one another. Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor, since they're already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And this is why a man leaves father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church. And this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself in loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. Courteously reverent. Okay. I can get behind courteously reverent, right? Except for that there's submit, and there again. I really thought the message version was going to, like, swoop in and save me. It did not. Because <laughs> it's still there. You can't escape it. Um, and I'm not going to unpack the whole thing. Dan did an amazing job of unpacking it last week. Um, he unpacks the entire passage. And so um, if you want to go see that, I highly recommend it. We have a podcast on the website. We have the video version of it on the website. We also have it on the app. Um, don't make my work go in vain. Go listen to it, because that's what I do back there. So, um, but I do think that um, one of the reasons why submission has been so difficult for me is that to submit meant that I was losing my strength, that I would be perceived as weak or incapable of doing something for myself that my value in the relationship wasn't as high as my husband's value. And I don't think I'm the only one that struggles with this. I feel like 
the dividing line between men and women is growing wider and wider. And you guys, we are called to be in right relationship with one another. We have got to figure this part out. So, let's talk about value. Math is all about values, and I wouldn't know this because math isn't my thing, but math people tell me that it's all about values. So, let's look at the mathematical definition of value. Value is a number signifying the result of a calculation or a function. Value is the result of a calculation. So in the marriage equation, where am I getting my value? And we've already seen this once. We saw this last week with the submission equation. You've got you yielding, and you've got this person, and they're yielding equals the unicorn of all relationships. Isn't she lovely? I'm so glad we added glitter to her. It's the unicorn of all relationships. It's mutual submission. But what my question has been, or where I'm at, or my struggle is, I don't know where this value comes from. I'm stuck with where this value comes from. So, I want to look at um, where, when you're looking at where this value is, where is that identity? By submitting to God, I've got my identity rooted into something, right? And Dan covered it. We're going to cover it again because I like what's happening here. You guys, by the way, I'm deeply disappointed in myself. I swore that if I ever got up here, I would never whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. And yet, look where we are. Okay. So, you've got Christ at the top, and then there's me. I'm going to give myself some hair. And I am submitting to Christ. Okay? And you've got handsome husband. I'm going to give him hair so we don't confuse him for Dan. <laughs> Love you. Uh, and, uh, and he is submitting to Christ. And then we are submitting to each other. Right? Here's where I need to figure this part out. By submitting to Christ, by submitting to what his will is for me, then by drawing my identity from him, that is where your value comes from. When you are secure in your identity, you can be vulnerable to people. And the vulnerability I'm talking about isn't weakness, it's openness. It comes from a place of strength that's being rooted in who you are and whose you are. There's value there. And believe me, I've had some struggles with how certain passages of the Bible have been interpreted um, that have left me as a woman and as a wife feeling like less than a whole number. But I don't think that's what this is. And I don't think that's what God is saying in this passage. 
I think that women were meant to be strong and beautiful and fearless and leaders and warriors who get swords among our people. That is the example that God has left for us in the scriptures. Look at all of the women in the Bible that God has left for you as an example for how he wanted to advance his kingdom. Deborah, Esther, Phoebe, Mary. There are countless women in the Bible who are leading and serving. You women are daughters of not just a king, but the king. And submission takes on a completely different outlook when you know whose you are and who you are. But because we are broken people, we feel we must protect ourselves. And we build walls all over ourselves to protect it, which causes all of our equations to not function. Or we look to the other person to complete the equation for us. Uh, you may have heard of it before, but I like to call it the Jerry Maguire paradox. You know where Jerry and Jerry Maguire, for those of you that are, I don't know, 20-something, Jerry Maguire was a movie. <laughs> Tom Cruise, he busts in, right? And he looks at Renee Zellweger and he goes, you complete me. And she's like, shut up. And then they hug and it's everything. And there's this moment where I just want to like take Tom Cruise by his shoulders and like shake him and be like, no, that's not how it works. She will never complete you. Only God can do that, right? They don't make movies like that, but can you see it like where Jerry Maguire like busts through and he's like, I'm secure in who God has made me. You're just icing on the cake. <laughs> They don't, yeah, they don't make movies like that. I mean, it wouldn't make a great rom-com. It would totally make a great marriage, though, so. I don't know. Take what you can get, I guess. Uh, your husband, your boyfriend, your best friend, your boo, they will never complete you. Only God can do that. So, in order to make the unicorn of all relationships, that equation work, we have to solve the other equation first. So if I'm starting from a place of submitting to Christ first, and then to my husband, who's hopefully doing the same, it no longer becomes about me. And I want to show you what it looks like, because I think it's fascinating. So here's me, and I'm going to yield to God, by the way, I know. See, I knew you'd be on the front row and you'd be super excited to learn something today. This is the Greek symbol for God, Theos, right? Yeah, see? I'm learning all these new things. I knew you'd be very impressed. So, Greek symbol for God. So, me yielding to God equals one. But this is not an incomplete one. It's a completely secure one who knows who she is and is strong because I, I do not have to, I do not have to fulfill my own things. God does these things for me. Yeah? Make sense? 
for those of you taking notes. So, um, for me, I started writing my own identity statements a couple years ago, and it's nothing fancy. It's like three or four sentences, but it's about who God has made you to be. Um, here's mine from a couple years ago. Uh, it is, I am the daughter of the king, a fighter for truth, in constant pursuit of you, God. That's it. Nothing super fancy, but it did, for me, anchor me in a place when I desperately needed to be anchored. Um, I was transitioning out of teaching full-time, and I was going into momming full-time, and that is a hard transition, and I needed to be reminded of, of who I was. And so just having just a, a touchstone for me to come back to uh, was incredibly timely. If you're not in that place where you can write that kind of identity statement, total grace is completely okay. Uh, in October, we did a series um, still in Ephesians, and we did, came up with 31 things God says you are. Take your phone out. Take a picture of it. It's 31 things that God says you are. Choose one. Choose one that resonates with you. Write it down. Post it on your mirror in, in, in the bathroom when you're getting ready. Write it on a post-it in your dashboard of your car. Wherever you can see it, where you can anchor yourself. And I promise that it'll change how you see your value. Um, if you want more than that, Heartland offers a deep dive into who you are and what you have call, been called to do, and that is called Unique. And the Accelerator course, the next Accelerator course, is starting in June, and you can sign up for that in the Hub or in the, on the website. Um, I just completed it, and I am, it has given me some really great language um, and clarified some things for me. So that was incredibly helpful. I would strongly recommend um, taking that because it was lovely for me. Um, I'm trying to come at mutual submission and servant leadership to look at the other person with God eyes. It becomes about seeing their needs and putting them above my own, and I'm going to be 100% real. I am not good at this, okay? For example, if I'm given a back rub, I'm getting a back rub. You see where I'm at? Like, I really struggle with serving my husband um, without expecting something in return. Uh, like, he, he would say, but that just makes it a trade. <laughs> and you just didn't tell me. <laughs> uh, which is true. <laughs> and I don't recommend it. Never works out for anybody, really. Um, so, I... And I'm, maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe you all have ascended to a higher level of serving. But I would assume that if I struggle, at least one of you is going to struggle also. And I think part of my issue is that I'm, I'm tired. You guys, I'm the mom of four kids. The f my first thought in the morning is not... How do I submit and serve my husband? It's how do I get this four-year-old foot out of my face and who smells like pee? <laughs> Those are my first thoughts. So I, 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 don't, 
I don't know how to do it well, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do it in all of the tired. Um, I'm really, really trying to find margin and make space to serve my husband out of love. And more importantly, probably, is that being completely honest when I'm struggling. I think just talking about it has made it better. Uh, I was telling Matt the other day that, um, that I was tired and that I didn't know how to serve him out of all of the tired. And um, he gave me the greatest gift and just said, you're doing it already. I know, right? But for me, it, I knew it in my head. I knew it someplace in there. But it was just so freeing to hear it said by somebody else. Um, and it just it changed lots of stuff for me. So uh, before I close, I want to look at the last part of the Ephesians passage because, ladies, Paul has given you the greatest man advice, like, ever. <laughs> and I just want to look at it. So the last part of the Ephesians verses and this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself and loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. Honor her husband. The definition of honor, just so we're clear, is the showing of usually merited respect. The NIV version of Ephesians 5.33 uses the word respect. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Paul has literally done, in a single verse, what countless women magazines have tried to do for years. It's literally telling you how men want to be loved. Women want to be cherished. Men want to be respected. That is how they feel love. And I think it might be the key to fully submitting. I don't know what that looks like for the men in your life. I know that for mine, he just wants to be heard. But I think, I think it's a valuable question to ask. So, your woe man assignment, we're making it a word now, I guess. Your woe man assignment today is to ask just that. Ask your husband, what is something that I can do or am doing, huh? see, you could already be doing it, that shows you that I respect you? Just ask. I promise. Men, be nice. But I think it'll go well. Much like all things in marriage, any relationship, really, it's a choice. Every single day. You are choosing every day to yield to that person. I really liked what Dan said last week. When we say I do, we are choosing to be the primary conduit by which you will know and experience the love of God. Are you using that lens? That lens of being the means for which your husband can know and experience the love of God to serve each other out of that. Uh, in a minute, Dan and Stephen are gonna come back up and walk us through communion. And I would encourage husbands and, and wives, but really, everybody, it goes beyond marriage. God has chosen us 
to be the way that other people experience his love. Are you doing that today? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for how you have made us, for how you have made us different, for how you have made us to be the way that people experience your love. Thank you for just the way that you have designed that this marriage relationship works. The humility wrapped in strength is a beautiful picture, and we are incredibly grateful. Thank you again for choosing us to be your primary way of showing God's love. And thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross as the ultimate submission for us. Please be with us today as we take communion. And thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen.